Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TV radio seeks to inform and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and Friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power. Experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism.
for you to do something for God and he will put his grace and his courage his courage into you to do what he's calling you to do and it, it's described to the Old Testament as quickening and I had the same experience after the conference in my house on Sunday evening and at that time I think I told you that I thought it was deliverance because I was carrying the burden of the conference and you could say well Carol that doesn't sound nice to say you were carrying the burden well if you read the old prophets they will say a burden which came and you will carry that burden until you deliver it okay and so I thought well okay I got delivered from the weight of the burden of the conference because you carry it until it's delivered whatever God has called you to do it will become a burden which comes upon you and um, but I'm not so sure that was the case I can't say but in Romans 8, 11, if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead was God, he that raised it in the Holy Spirit, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit who dwells in you. So this is a normal Christian experience. I've had it happen before. It hasn't happened in a while. I would have the spirit quicken me, and I've probably shared this with you before. Before I would be raptured into heaven, it, the spirit would take over my body, and it would stiff it out like this, probably three days in advance, before mm -hmm. my spirit man was strong enough to be raptured into heaven. Mm -hmm. It was like my spirit man had to be strengthened before it could be raptured. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just telling you what, what I, what I mean, you know, I don't, things I don't know. And, um, but it is described in both Testaments as a quickening. And we know those are the Quaker faiths. I guess you could say I was quaking. I started quaking. I guess that's the best thing. First I started quaking. And then it went into the just taking my whole body and stretching it out, I guess. But this happened with the Quakers. And um, John 6, 63. If the spirit that quick, it is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So this is not just a metaphor. This is an actual ministration of the Holy Spirit. The Quaker movement was Pentecostal, if you study up on it, and was revealed in charismatic behavior. Uh, matter of fact, the first Quakers that came to, I, I think it was, was it, I looked it up last night, Maine or Massachusetts, but I happen to think, okay, they still have, they, they, they uh, killed the first three Quakers that came in because of the ministration of the Holy Spirit that was on them. They didn't, they thought it was some kind of deep demonic activity. And I thought, you know, that spirit is still got a hold on Maine and Massachusetts. I think it was Massachusetts. Somebody might want to look that up. I didn't write it down. 
but I knew it was on the East Coast. So that spirit still got a hold on that East Coast where they did not receive the Holy Spirit in these Quakers, in what we now know as the Quakers. But when the spirit would come on them, they would uh, manifest in healing, emotional intercession, very emotional with groanings and moanings and prophecy and all the gifts of the Holy Spirit would be operating in them. Um, 1 Corinthians 15.45 It is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul. The last man Adam was made a quickening spirit. So, Jesus Christ in us, all the fullness of his glory is to be revealed in us. We are to be made in his image. We are to become a supernatural power of a quickening spirit. Where the Spirit of God quickens us into the life of Christ on earth. Where is this heading? I don't know. Um, on Sunday evening, the gift of prophecy was moving through me. And it was very strong. It was a strong word that I gave. And as I mentioned earlier, otherwise I can't say there's any noticeable change in me that I can tell. But God the Father quickens that which was dead throughout the Old Testament. Sarah, at 90 years, conceived and was found attractive to King Abimelech because her body was quickened. Romans 4.17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, speaking, to Ab speaking about Abraham, before him who believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. The quickening of the Holy Spirit. Now sometimes we might get goosebumps and we think that's a quickening or we may get a witness of the Spirit in our being where the Spirit of God will uh, respond to something. And I know we've all had that as well as you all probably have had a shaking in your body. And you, I'll probably have the Holy Spirit take you and like a piece of light in and like he did me. But in that, we have that same power, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit living in us, that we are to call forth those things that are dead in our lives and call things forth as though they were. This is the power of the quickening of the Holy Spirit. Who, and we're speaking of Abraham, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. <coughs> Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. In John 5, 24, 1. For as the Father raises up the dead and quickens them, of course, to eternal life, but he raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Even so, the Son quickens whom he will. I've been asking the Lord for a supernatural manifestation of his spirit again, for, a, for, for his power to be re restored back to his earth, to the earth. Well, those things that are dead, worn out in us, where we have uh, fought every demon in hell this far, far in our life to 
uh, he's quickening. I believe he's quickening me again. Yes. I'm going to claim it and declare it. There is a fresh quickening of his power coming to me. Coming to, I have a church inside of me. Mm-hmm. And there's a church inside of me. Because mm-hmm. wherever I go, the church happens. So, if God's quickening me, then he's quickening the church. I'm deeply grateful for every touch of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not puzzled about this. But I'm watching and praying as the Lord continues to send his ministers to this place from the nations. Mm-hmm. I suspect, and I have to watch my that side of me, you know, the sword that separates the bone and the marrow, the soul and the spirit. Is it because we're so out there on Facebook that these ministers are coming in? Or is God sending them? Mm-hmm. I have when I watch God, but when they come, they bring a blessing with them. They're bringing a gift to the house with them. Yeah. See, they're calling me. And normally we have people once a month, which I set up in advance. But because they're coming in, I'm having to speed up. Mm-hmm. So I'm receiving them in as God brings them. And I'm not and I'm watching. Um because they're finding the path to our door. We were greatly blessed by Dr. Vincent Valentine in this past Sunday. He carries a powerful word of the Lord. He is a powerful man of God, an awesome gentleman, an incredible minister. We were all blessed with our prophecies, how keen, exact words that each one got of our walk with the Lord and what he's, what we're going to be walking with the Lord. After Brother Valentine used the 12 tribes in his message at the type of the church of the 21st century, last night I found myself returning to the message two weeks ago from Numbers. This is a quote from my message on the 31st, July 31st. Again, the Holy Spirit has led us to the right study for time. One of the purposes of numbering was to mobilize an orderly host. Each tribe was given its assigned place and task. In order to fulfill God's kingdom purpose for their nation, it would require faith and trust in God. It took 40 years of God's providential miraculous care to bring forth an entire nation with the faith to obey God's purpose. What do we say to the church of the 21st century for your faith for such a time as this? End of quote. It seems that Brother Valentine answered that question when he came. Now, he hasn't seen my notes, I don't think. I sent them out to a few people, but I forgot to put them on the website. And I didn't send them out on MailChimp like two weeks ago because I got real busy doing something. I don't know why, but anyway, I didn't get it done. So I don't think he saw my notes. That he answered this question in his presentation Sunday of the work. Uh, through his vision and calling that God has given him for this time. He's been to 43 nations since we saw him. And he came to the Lord and asked him, he said, Lord, how much longer will you send me to the nations? And the Lord gave him a new commission. 
but I don't know if he's taking him away, taking him away from sending him to the nations. And that is to converge in unity the many streams of Pentecost in his city. We've seen a lot of pastors come together and have pastors meetings and bring together prayer meetings in our city. We know that there's a what is now known as apostolic hubs being formed in regions because it's not just Houston to bring together and converge the apostolic movement. But he says this vision, and I spoke to him about these things. And he says he feels like this is different. Um, the intent of the call is not to be one ministry, but the ministries of God to come together in their gifts, callings, and commissions and unity of those things, of those things which they agree. This is the same call that's on uh, Trey Gout. It came out of him. He is a man in search of his soul. And in search, and he wants unity in the government. He's not called to preach. Preacher would not yet, anyway. Preacher wasn't on him. The call to preach was not on him. But the call, a governmental call of unity was on him. And that's his heart, and that's what we heard from him. And so interesting. Apostle Valentine. Okay, same weekend. Yeah. Same weekend. You see, I'm watching God. I'm not watching men. I'm watching God. Delivers the same message, but he delivers it for the church. And the Lord spoke to him and told him that this is what he wants him to do in his next season. So he told God he did him five or six years to get it done. <laughs> of course, I think he has that kind of relationship with God. And uh, he said he'd been around the block a few times, and he knew that this was not going to be an easy thing to do. Uh, of course, uh, I was on the way to the airport. I was joking with him, and I said, well, you know, you got a lot of big egos in pulpits. I said, just like we have an ecosystem over the area, you've got an ecosystem over there. <laughs> and it becomes a power and principality of pastors. So it's a very uh, difficult thing to do, and you've heard me say before, um, because Eastgate Church has always done this. We've always brought in a diversity of ministries into this house mm -hmm. with different callings and different gifts. <coughs> and the people in our church are diverse. Mm -hmm. So I told him, I, which he already knew because he's been around, like he said, he's been around a while. That when in a natural, when a river comes, when streams come into a river, there's turbulence where it comes together. Mm -hmm. So from the beginning, when I was having the uh, Eastgate conferences, I would bring in a diversity of ministers. And we were, I always had turbulence, not only with the people, with their egos, and who was going to get the most attention, and who was going to be the most prominent, and who was going to be the most noticed, but then I had the same problem with the egos of the doctrines of the ministers because each one of them knew absolutely that whatever doctrine God had given them to do was the absolute gospel. 
And of course he knows that. I wasn't telling him anything he didn't know. And when I said to him, if you get a group together of any kind of group, there's going to be one man that thinks he's in charge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's going to think, well, God has put me in charge of this. He said, you mean like the Pope? Absolutely. That's the way it works. You bring denominations together, there's somebody going to be in charge of that. God's not in it. God is in order. And he does set things into governmental order. Uh, more we'll get ahead of myself. And, but, and as you know, and I've told you many times, and you may not like every person I bring in. You may, and do not come to me because you're going to make me mad. <laughs> and tell me that I'll be like brother so-and-so brother, brother, better than you did brother so-and-so. The reason I brought in the two different ministries is to keep us healthy so that we don't become incestual and think we're the only ones that's got it together. That's good. Amen. And don't come to me and tell me that you like brother so-and-so singing or sister so-and-so singer better than the other one singing. God, if you like one better than the other, God wants you to pray for that person until God gets them to where he wants them to be. Stop it. Amen. I'm talking to those people out there. <laughs> we have got to pray for one another. Pray God he said it. We may have 80% of things that we agree on and we may have 20% of things that we disagree on. Let us come together on the things that we agree on. Mm -hmm. Amen. And not put some man in charge of it. Mm -hmm. I won't. I'm just telling you what's in me. Okay? Um, okay. I found, before I start this little section, I want to tell you what I just read like yesterday. I figured out yet what I'm going to do about it. Because it's not my conference. I don't even know this preacher. And he's, uh, but I read a post. And in this post, and i got to go back and I'm going to get it right because I think God was going to do something about it. In this post, he, that he writes that the seer anointing of the prophet is a lesser anointing than those who march out and do the work of God. That means Elijah, he washed it out. He only preached one sermon that we know anything about in the Bible. He did, the man didn't use Elijah. This is Carol talking about. Has a greater anointing than Ezekiel and Isaiah and John the Revelator. Find that in my Bible. I'm going to address this, but i got to first get clear that it's in my business. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be in your business to address this. But this is the point I want to make. This minister obviously doesn't see in the spirit. Now, down you've heard me say that down through the years, 
I've had prophet friends that sit in the spirit. I've had prophet friends that don't sit in the spirit and they hear. And they would fight. And all night, most of them did not accept the seer. Except didn't accept dreams and visions. Because they didn't have the gift of dreams and visions. They had the gift of hearing. So they fought. I'm going somewhere with this, y'all. Y'all hold on. Okay, so I found those who are called to the homeless and poor. Okay, and there should be in every church those who are called to the homeless and poor. I can tell if that's in your heart. Missions, evangelism, prophetic, Pentecostal, grace, holiness, faith, charismatic, and we all are in our hands. These are all streams of the Holy Ghost. Are often not tolerant of one another's callings. Mm -hmm. Recently, I heard someone who's used powerfully in evangelism to the lost say to me, they are critical, they, well, they were critical of prophets whose gifts is to bring forth what the Spirit of God is saying to the churches. That won't have anything to do with it because they're not bringing in the number of lost that they're called to bring in. They can't all do it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, it takes all of us. Mm -hmm. Those who are in faith, healing, and deliverance can be very intolerant of those who are called to the knowing giftings. Here, I'm, I've got knowing giftings in me. Okay. That, if you know me, this is who I am. Okay, but when I came into the ministry early years, some of these old timers were moving in the healing and deliverance. Well, what I was doing wasn't important. While God was moving through me, don't be doing that. You've got to do this. This is the only way you're going to minister to people. Mm -hmm. Well, I wasn't called to minister. I mean, yeah, I, I ministered in healing, and I mean, God used me in deliverance powerfully when I first started. Healing and deliverance, and 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 miracles. I'll even move out in miracles. But most of my time is spent in the presence of God to see what he's saying. That's who I am. I minister to the Lord. And then whatever he gives me, I minister to the people. Okay, so these people, I'm not just telling you what's out there. What I run into. I'm not criticizing anybody. Those who are called in mercy are often not tolerant of those who are called to spiritual warfare. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because you've got to go in there and go after that devil and they say, oh, the poor babies, let me pet your demon. <laughs> I am going to show mercy to your demon. Let us show mercy and pray for those demons. No, let's go in there and yank that baby out of there. <laughs> Okay. Those who do not have a governmental authority want no part of being involved in the government of the kingdom of God. Look how much I was persecuted when I went out to a little white church and I began to preach the government of the kingdom of God. I was political. I, you know, I didn't pay attention to any of it because I knew it. See, I guess I was quickened. 
already knew what I was going to be up against. I already knew where the battles were going to come from. I already knew where the naysayers were going to be. I already knew where the criticizing was going to go. I'm not called to listen to those voices. I'm called to do whatever it is that God called me to do. Take me or leave me. I don't care. I don't. But God quickened that in me. I'm going, y'all hang on here. Those who hear in the Spirit, as I said before, will be critical of those who see in the Spirit. I've heard praise and worship teams, now not here, okay, not ours, not Carolyn Venable, not Joanne Carpenter's, we'll make that clear, not Ursula. <laughs> have criticized word pastors and teachers because the anointing of their praise and worship is higher than the anointing of the word that is coming forth. Mm-hmm. Now this is out there. Flip mm-hmm. it, okay? Y'all see how I love praise and worship leaders in this room? Y'all see how I love worship? Because I know we need it all. Okay. So I bring all these people into Eastgate, if you noticed. I mix them all up. Amen. But I may not preach every Sunday what it is they like. <laughs> Amen. That's right. Okay, so the word of faith has been deposited in Brother Valentine to bring together in unity a corporate son in his city. Okay, so he used the term corporate son. And this is what I want to address mm-hmm. with you. Okay, you heard him use the term corporate son. Okay, I'm going to show you this. Individually, we're all called to be sons of God with a unique position in Christ's body. Your gift is not for you, just so you know. Your gift is not to show the world how beautiful and brilliant and awesome God's gift is in you. Just not about you at all. Amen. We're fitted together as lively stones building up a spiritual house in the local assembly following the vision of a pastor who has been commissioned with a specific vision for that tribe within the kingdom of God. And one of my visions is to bring together the whole body of Christ in Christ. That we don't have to have a big church to do it. I'm not even worried about a big church. I just want the flow of the Spirit. The Lord Jesus Christ gives the pastor as a gift to an assembly of people who are seeking the Lord. If a region to say God raised up a pastor. He did this in Baton Rouge with me. He raised me up in Baton Rouge as a pastor to bring forth the message of the kingdom. After seven years, nobody wanted this. They just want miracles, signs, and wonders. They didn't want this, this message. God moved me to Texas. Okay, he's not going. Once he puts that in his, minister, in his pastor, he's not going to wear that minister down. He's going to send them to a hungry people. Mm-hmm. He will send his minister to a hungry people. Amen. Now, it may only be a handful of people 
but it's to a hungry people who he will send his minister. That's right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. That's the reason why he said, if they won't receive you in the city, you dust off your feet and you go to the next city. Okay. In the assembly of the tribes of Israel, the Lord brought together a holy nation who he called his son. Exodus 4.22. Hallelujah. Help me, Jesus. You shall say unto Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. We can say every 2,000 years God has brought forth a son. Israel, a corporate son of 12 tribes, a holy nation. Jesus Christ, a corporate son of many sons, a holy nation. The man-child, Christ fully formed in a people, the sons of God, the bride of Christ. In numbers, each tribe was given its assigned place and task. Chapter 2 of Numbers deals with the arrangement of the camp principle of placement. God was the center of Israel's religious, civil, and military life. I say God was over the religious, he was over the civil, and he was over military. This is a holy nation. Mm. Now, the spirit of Antichrist has brainwashed many Americans to not know that this is God's government over a nation. The cloud of God's presence honored this divine order. We had a cloud, cloud of his presence on Sunday evening. Was I the only one who saw the cloud? Did anyone else in this room see the cloud? Sonia saw the cloud. Okay, so they were divided. Three tribes on the, on the east side. Judah, which is praise, and the standard at the head of Judah was the lion, the flag, their flag, the lion. Zeb and then, then Zebulun was on the east side, dwelling in habitation, and Issachar means reward. When we were studying about my time in heaven, there are giant buildings in heaven full of our rewards. Number two, three tribes on the south side. Reuben, which is vision of the sun, S-O-N, and at the head with the man standard, <coughs> or the man flag. Simeon, he who hears with acceptance. Gad, good fortune, a troop cometh. Number three, three tribes on the west side. Ephraim, doubly fruitful, at the head with the ox standard. Manasseh, causing forgetfulness. Benjamin, son of the right hand. Number four, three tribes on the north side. Dan, judge, at the head with the eagle standard. Asher, Hapti, obtained by wealth. Okay, so at the head of each one was 
One, praise the lion. Number two, vision of the S-O-N with the man. Number three, doubly fruitful with the ox. And number four, the judge with the eagle. Hmm. Moses, Aaron, and the sons of Aaron camped on the east. The Levites were on the west, south, and north sides. The Lord God consumes his ultimate intention in and through a people or nation. The church in the wilderness was released from Pharaoh's tyranny to enjoy the full benefits and blessings of that inaugural Passover season. Jehovah's first son was Israel, and through his chosen servant, Moses. You see, Moses is, or some who say that Moses was the son. No, it doesn't say that in the song of Moses. Moses, the servant of the Lord. Right. Well, he was the son of God. I mean, he brought forth the intermediary of the Lord, and he served him as son of God. But he was a servant. Moses, the servant of the Lord, was a servant to the son Israel, the corporate son Israel. His second son, the pattern son, Jesus, the arbiter of grace and truth, which is written upon the hearts of men and women by the Holy Spirit. The Father's third son, the sons of God, is a corporate entity, the glorious church. His many-membered body and ongoing messianic incarnation <coughs> Call forth to administrate the law out of Moses and to execute his word throughout the nations. For time began, the Father established his eternal purpose in the man Christ Jesus. The second son was heaven torn of wheat, who fell into the earth's ground and died, and then came forth in resurrection and multiplication. Jesus became the firstborn of my many brethren the men and women who comprise his holy nation. Galatians 4.19. The Spirit of God is all over this today. Hmm. My little children, of whom I travail in birth again, until Christ be formed in you. The firstborn son of Israel, through a covenant, between Jehovah God and the nation produced a son. God came into covenant to, with the nation of Israel to produce a son. And God kept a holy seed all through, through those years until it was time for the Messiah to be born. And Israel produced a son, the Messiah, the heir of all things. The Word made flesh, who was made of a woman and made under the law. Because he had to fulfill it. And he did. Jesus, help me with this, Lord. Lord Jesus, help me with this. In the New Testament, Jesus married the church bride of Christ 
and from that covenantal intimate union is bringing forth a corporate man-child, a mature people, an overcoming remnant. And there's some people that think this is all about them. First yes. Corinthians fifteen twenty two. And Adam all die. Even so, in Christ shall all be made alive, quickened. The nation of Israel bankrupted Egypt. Jesus rent the veil and released all things. The mature church will arise and walk in all that Messiah died for. All creation awaits the manifestation and unveiling of the Son in and through a vast company of sons and daughters referred to as the corporate son. We're destined as a people to understand, acknowledge, appropriate, experience, and then manifest the spoils of Christ's eternal conquest in Gethsemane, on Calvary's cross, and at the empty tomb. And there's people who think it's all about them. <coughs> In many hidden places around the world, an immeasurable company is being given its assigned task, just like it was in Israel when God laid out exactly how they were to be put in place. And the task that they were to do. <coughs> and these are being trained in the school of the Spirit. The nature of Christ is being woven into the fabric of their being. Because they are called to reveal the corporate Son of God, the royal nation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Moses was chosen because of his humility and meekness. He was the meekest man on earth. Aaron had to speak for him. Bible says he numbers twelve three. So it was the meekest man on earth. And meekness does not mean weakness. You have to be strong to be humble. I gave brother was one of the words I gave brother Valentine Sunday night. God chose him because he was humble and meek. I'm getting ahead with my sermon here. God chose him because he was humble. There is no way that you're going to bring together a whole city of pastors unless you're willing to be humble. You're going to have to let them walk all over you a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Jesus had to humble himself to the death on the cross. He was, the Bible says he was meek and riding on a donkey. Do you think that the ministry of the sons of God will require any less. So all of this vanity of religion, all of this vanity of titles, all of this vain glory that is upon many leaders of churches. Because God chose you and anointed you and he gave you the charisma to bring together large numbers of people. But if you're going to be used of God, 
in this next season, God is going to choose the humble. God's going to choose the humble. Hmm. Process. In Adam, all die. But in Christ, all should be made alive. Just like we're not all going to fit on one hill in Mount Zion. Just think about that. We're not all going to fit over there. Just say it. A hill's not that big. We're not all going to fit in one church or one stadium. However, the rivers will flow freely together without turbulence. With respect and honor that your gift is different than mine. That I respect your gift that God has given you. Amen. And I don't have to be like you because I'm different. My gift is different than all these preachers I bring in here. And I don't have to be like anyone because I know who I am in Christ. He may change it from day to day, but for today, I know who I am. <laughs> he's showing me something that he's working out in my life. I'm really not ready to share it, I guess. Um, if you know me well, you know you can't push me. Okay. If you want to get a reaction from me, you boss me around or you push me, and I'm going to push back. Okay, you ran up against that, right? And, um, but I grew up uh, being, having to fulfill what one of my parents wanted in life. And so this parent pushed me. And I love that parent dearly. But they pushed me to become who they wanted to be. And then when I married, I married this strong man who pushed me for me to become his alter ego. Okay, he pushed me. And then there was a time in my life when I stopped all that and became another woman. And the Lord is showing me The way I dealt with it, yes, I would confront it. But I also removed myself from being pushed. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is showing me that there's something that he's working in me now that has to do with that. But I imagine it's going to have something to do with humility. Oh, great. It's not that I'm not humble. It's just don't people learn quickly. Don't trifle with me because I'm easygoing. I've got a I'm a real smooth personality, and people will try to trifle with me. These ministers come in; they'll all try to trifle with me at some point or another. It doesn't take them long. You don't trifle with me, and that's not pride speaking. That it's just whatever that thing is in me, it'll. Slap it down, just like that. Amen. <laughs> no mess with me. I don't know. I'm just saying I haven't got this figured out yet. 
Okay, back to my message. Uh, Moses was chosen because of his humility. The man-child of mature church is presently staring down the global demonic strategy of the great red dragon. Yeah. Can I go back to that dream the Lord gave me? That the dragon and the Illuminati are trying to bring down Trump. So at the time, I'm, I'm relating the dragon to China, and out of that same dragon is North Korea, and South Korea, they all have this, the, whatever dragon that's over China, its babies are over North Korea and South Korea. Okay, so y'all know that I connected that with the Illuminati because those are principalities and powers that are over nations. But the Lord said to me, Carolyn, the dragon and the Illuminati are trying to bring down Trump. Okay. So we know that the great red dragon is Satan himself. He started out as a snake in the garden and he's been eating our dust all these years and now he's a great red dragon in the book of Revelation. Joke, y'all can laugh. <laughs> You're already thinking that through. Okay. It's true. Let's just hope he's eating our dust. Okay, back to this. Okay, I'm getting serious now. Okay, we're staring down the global demonic strategy of the Great Red Dragon. Are we should be? Are, are we worried about what some sister so and so didn't like my dress on Sunday? Or she or didn't say anything about it, or should they would have noticed how pretty my dress was? We're supposed to be staring down that Great Red Dragon. Amen. Whose devilish intent is to assassinate and abort the godly seed. Okay, the Lord tells me. Oh, the Lord, how much time do I have? Not much. I got fish. Okay, so the Lord tells me, Carolyn, the dragon and the Illuminati want to bring, want to destroy Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Okay, he's chosen by God. They want to assassinate the godly seed that God is using. That's it. Okay. So God's raising up sons of God. Mm -hmm. And we're worried about whether our hair looks good today. <laughs> <laughs> and we're supposed to be scaring down that great red dragon. Mm -hmm. Pharaoh tried to kill the first son. Eventually, the Red Sea swallowed up Egypt's king and his army. Mm -hmm. Herod attempted in vain to destroy the second son the pattern son. And consequently, he died under the judgment of God. Worms or something other. I mean, maggots or whatever. Jesus, the seed of both Abraham and David, became the heir of all things, in heaven and earth and under the earth. All spiritual blessings are his to own and dispense, supplying every human need. He inherited the land and the throne the earth, and the right to rule it. I gave Brother Valentine a word on Sunday evening. That was when I was under the anointing of the quickening. That the spirit of Herod 
in the apostate church in his city. I'm not even sure it's the apostate church. Well, it would be apostate. Will become jealous of him. See, because there, this, I saw this preacher sitting on a throne. A throne of his own making. And he ruled from that throne. He will not want his throne usurped. And he will come jealous of him and try to sabotage his commission to converge the strength of the churches. But see, he set up on his own kingdom. Yeah, and I told him he didn't live very long. I said, if he does this, he will not live very long. That's God's principle. Okay, so God's principle hasn't changed. Pharaoh tried to destroy the first son. Herod tried to destroy the second son. People, we got to be on the side of God in this Amen. thing. Yes. Because if you come against it, I can't tell you what it's going to look like. Because it's not going to be a group of preachers meet, meeting together and they put somebody over them and they become an assembly known as whatever name they give themselves. Mm-hmm. It's not what it's going to look like. There are many today who are trying to control the apostolic movement in their region for power, prestige, and money. And they're going to be uh, jostling against each other for that. God's not in it. Each one of us has been chosen by the Lord for our individual and corporate assignments. The administration of the Spirit was given by the Lord Jesus to men and women until we come into the unity of the faith and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Houston had a visitation this weekend. A man with a powerful governmental anointing over this nation declared it from Second Baptist. Mm-hmm. An apostle to the nations came to Eastgate Church and declared it from this place. Mm-hmm. Two messages. One civil, the other spiritual. Do we look for the military? Might as well. Should be coming. Mm-hmm. Trump is starting a new branch of the military called the yeah. Space Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Trump is, is starting a new, there's going to be a new division of our military called the Space Force. Right. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Space Force had got approved yet. Probably two years off. They're going to try to get it approved through Congress. I guess we, if the Lord wants it approved, it will be approved. Amen. The administrations of the Spirit are given by the Lord Jesus to men and women for this purpose. Not for me to be able to carry on system ministry. Ephesians 4, 7 through 11. This is my scripture. To every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. See, we're given the grace to do what God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I don't have the grace to be somebody else. For where, and if you got the grace to win souls, get out there and start winning them. Mm-hmm. I've got 
the grace to go before God and speak whatever it is I hear him saying. Which is pretty much what the Spirit of God is saying to the churches. I would say. If you hung around me long enough. And the message should be coming from everyone the same. Oh, the Spirit's speaking all the time. He never stops speaking. Yes. And you can say, well, hey, I want that gift. What's going to cost you? Cost you rejection and persecution. Mm-hmm. All, all those other ministries that I just read about to you, they're all moving in the Spirit of God. They're not going to like what you're doing because you're not doing what they're doing. That's it. But you have to have, when God gives you the grace to do it, it doesn't matter whether they like you or not. Amen. That scripture I'm back here, my scripture. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first in the lower parts of the earth. He that descended the same also that ascended up before above all heavens, that he might fill all things. He, and that would be Jesus Christ, gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith, and the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is what we're supposed to do. Bring together in unity. This is my scripture. I, it's when I came out, I've got it printed on some of my stuff. So we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is what the Bible says. I'm supposed, it says that's my job description. The Bible says that's my job description. Throughout the Bible, when you have a church inside of you, there is a job description. Like I read 3 John Wednesday night. It says in there that part of the job description of a church is to receive missionaries and itinerary ministers and to bless them and take care of them and send them off blessed. Job description. You do your job description. I had a vision 30 years ago that the man child had been born. That corporate company is now coming to maturity. This chosen one is a deliverer, a corporate son, a savior, a mediator, and a reconciler. Every 2,000 years, if you know your history, all hell breaks loose in the earth. Every 2,000 years, when we hit the year 2000, all hell broke loose on the earth. The Muslims, America attacked, Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, all uh, our nation taken over by the spirit of Antichrist. Every 2,000 years, all hell breaks this on the earth. Just read it in your history. The dynamic of God's Passover is revealed, releasing God's people from fleshly bondage 
and satanic tyranny into the abundance of an unlimited provision. Any kind of tyranny is not of God. Amen. Any kind of tyranny is abuse. So if you're out there, and if you're sitting under a pasture, and there are those out there, or if you're one of those pastors, that your congregation has to ask you everything they do, and that you have to police their lives, and you have to tell them what to do and what not to do, then you have set up over them a spirit of tyranny, and I say repent. Amen. Amen. God made us free people. Yes. For the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. Amen. You're free to go sin. I'm not going to go police you. Amen. I'll pray for you. Right. We need that. I'll pray for you. <laughs> but I'm not going to police you. Amen. I'm, I'm free to the word. God, pray for you. Edify you, encourage you, build you up. Though you go free. <coughs> And then it's your controversies between you and God. Dummies? Mm. Yes. Okay. We can consider there will be a head-on, end-time, supernatural confrontation between the corporate son of hell and the corporate son of God, the church. with the son, his son Israel. It's true with Jesus. Do you think it's going to be any different when God begins to bring forth these sons of God? Mm-hmm. Now we know we're called to it, and, but we know we're not walking in it yet. Mm-hmm. We're on the winning side. Huh? We're on the winning side. We're on the winning side. And we're learning. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.